Before we get into today's Rink Rap Report podcast, I do want to give a shout out to my friends at BetStamp. BetStamp is the ultimate sports betting tracking and analysis app that helps sports bettors win more and have more fun betting. It's the world's best buy and sell marketplace for 100% third-party verified sports betting picks and analysis. Wowie. Okay, welcome everyone to another off-season edition of the Rink Rat Report podcast. Since we last got together, it's been a couple signings by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Obviously, the most recent one being Ilya Mikheyev. A nice two-year deal for the kid. Joe Thornton getting inked to a $700,000 contract for one year. And then Aaron Dell from the San Jose Sharks. A nice insurance policy in net. Um, And then I'm going to get to later. We'll get into a little bit of what the forward lines could look like. And then obviously finish it off with some around the bird app. Because... There was some nonsense thrown around hockey Twitter, not just Leafs Twitter, hockey Twitter in general. It was it was terrible, but let's get into it. First, to start off, Ilya Mikheyev getting signed to a two-year deal worth $1.645 million per year. Uh, Mikheyev obviously coming off of a 23-point season, playing 39 games and then zero, ga- zero points in five games in the play-ins, so... It was a little bit of an interesting one to see him go to arbitration um, with only 39 career NHL games played was obviously quite interesting for everyone because there were there was nobody that was comparable to this. I mean, Josh Levo filed for arbitration, I believe, but he didn't even make it to arbitration. Um, he obviously signed a $925,000 deal for one year, but with McKayev's case... It was just this. He he played well in those 39 games played. He played well, played well on the third line, played well on Tavares's line as well. Uh, however, it's just not big of a sample size to commit any real money to. So to get this player, a player that we've seen play very, very well at the price tag of 1.645 per year, that's a steal. And not only for one year, we're getting this guy for two years. So... An awesome deal for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I believe he'll probably be in the top two lines this season again. Um, my guess would strongly be on Tavares' line, possibly with Nylander as well. Um, I really like his skating. I really like the, his ability to shield the puck. And I really like his ability to you know, create zone entries and drive offense in general. Um Obviously, a little bit of clunky hands, not the greatest finisher at all, but a good player. And might be a little bit of a conspiracy theory here, but you got to wonder, why is he taking that second year at 1.645? I mean, it's if he plays a full 82-game season, he plays the way he did last year. In, during the regular season, play-ins, he was a ghost. If you play like he did in the play-ins, he's getting zero. He's getting—he's on the first flight back to Russia. But, I digress. Why did he take that second year? And you got to kind of look at it. Well, after this season, Zach Hyman's up. They're going to have to make a decision on Zach Hyman. So, if Mikheyev took only one year that means they're gonna have to make a decision kind of it almost seems like between 
Hyman and Mikheyev. Like, I don't think you could keep both after this season. I think both are going to have pretty good seasons too. The Leafs are in a bit of a cap crunch. Now, Mikheyev said he took a discount count because he didn't want to see anyone else get traded. My theory is he took that extra year so that it made it and it was an easier decision for the Leafs to walk away from Hyman and maybe keep Billy and McKayev around. It might seem crazy, might sound stupid. Maybe they sign both, who knows with this COVID nonsense. But maybe they trade McKayev and they keep neither. That was just in the back of my head. Like maybe maybe Dan Milstein, I think that's his name, but Maybe he said, hey, let's take this extra year, stick with the team a little longer, and then we'll see how it plays out. You're with a a contending team, in my opinion, for two years as opposed to one. Makes you a little more attractive on the market. Um, So, anyways, short and sweet, very good deal for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Love it how it's two years uh, at that price tag for that, uh, that kid. Great guy better deal um next one was anthony aaron dell uh this is a terrific signing i saw a little bit of commotion there where people are like hey we have a goalie we have two for that matter we have two that we're fine with if you're not fine with both of them then you're a clown but why did we bring aaron dell in he's the third goalie if you look at it eight hundred thousand dollars third goalie with nhl experience i mean Aaron Dell, I mean, he wasn't the greatest NHL goalie through the years. He did have one pretty good year, but Aaron Dell is coming to be the Leafs' third goaltender. He was taking starts from the starter, supposed starter in San Jose last year, but a he's coming to be the Leafs' third goalie, and he posted a 907 save percentage last season. At its height, he's had 17 starts with a 931. Just outstanding, but you're getting a guy with 89 NHL starts coming to be your third goalie to mentor Joseph Wool. Maybe a little bit of Ian Scott. Who knows what's going to happen with him? He hasn't played a competitive game since 2019 May, I want to say. So he'll probably start in the Cheese Toast League. But that's a great signing. That's a great insurance policy. God forbid one of our goalies go down. You're calling up calling up a guy with 89 NHL starts with a little bit of NHL juice under his belt. That's not bad. Hell, that's a great signing. I really like that one. So, happy about that one. Now let's get into the big one. The jumbo one, per se. In Joe Thornton. I saw some people criticize, oh, everyone had the same, oh, oh, you you were going to win the 2010 Stanley Cup, you win the 2005 Stanley Cup. <laughs> that joke was literally written 400 times. Great job, guys. Great job. That was a really good joke. But, anyways, with this one, people were upset. Oh, I don't want Jumbo Joe. He's over the hill. He's 40, what, 41? 41 years old or something like that? Well, the fire still burns deep. And, yeah, 41 years old. Fire still burns deep. He's actually playing right now over in Switzerland. Um, and you know what? Like I was on the fence about it. I wasn't too too sure. I the more I look into it, the more I like to steal. So, what are we getting in Joe Thornton? Yes, I'm not going to deny 
He's older. His knees are blown up. He's a little bit slower. But he's one year separated from a 51-point year. That's not bad at all. I don't know why that hasn't been brought up once. Interesting. He was fourth on the San Jose Sharks last year in even strength assists with uh, 19. 19 even strength assists last year. Not bad. And he suffered a shooting percentage dip of, my math's not great, 17.8 to 9.2. It went 17.3, 17.8, and then 9.2. So, what's that? 8.6% drop in shooting percentage? I think year over year, it can't continue. Like I think he's going to bounce back a little bit in that category, don't you? And then on top of that, let's add another layer to this. He's not playing for a tire-fired team that has no direction and a bunch of injuries. San Jose was awful last year. It's kind of hard to, you know, muster up a little bit of motivation when you're playing for that team. They stunk. Plain and simple, they stunk. So, yes, I realize. He's a little bit old, but he does bring some, he brings some juice, he brings some good, he had some good underlying numbers last year, not terrific, he had some decent underlying numbers last year on top of that as well, and the creme de la creme of this, he's not, we didn't sign him to come be our second line center, this is not a Hail Mary, this is not like Winnipeg saying, oh, he's going to play in our top six, he's going to be a big part of this team we didn't sign 41 year old joe thornton to be a huge part of the offense we didn't we weren't dying for joe thornton but this brings some great flexibility in the lineup and some diversity to the lineup now i tweeted some lines out later they're a little bit spicy ones but i mean last year if you remember in the playoffs they forced William Nylander to be uh, to play center because they wanted to front load that front line, uh, that top line. Well, now you've got another center to this mix, another center with a little bit of offensive flair that probably could have taken that center position from Mar- uh, Nylander and put Nylander to the wing. I think that would have worked out a little bit better. So he brings in obviously the leadership part. Blah blah blah. Get into that a little bit. But he brings in some scoring to that depth and allows the Leafs to play with their lines a little bit. So makes it quite interesting. And I think, obviously, as I mentioned, he has something to offer. So what I've been hearing around this Joe Thornton, oh, they signed Thornton. This should really be an indictment on uh, John Tavares' leadership. Like, I'm sorry, What? Signing Wayne Simmons and signing Joe Thornton should really be an indictment on John Tavares' leadership. I don't even know if indictment's the proper word. I don't really care. That's a stupid take. That's a plain and simple stupid take. These guys aren't here to babysit the locker room. These guys were signed because they clearly have some playing ability left in them. They've, they've been good before. I believe they will be good again in Toronto. I used Jason Spezza as the... As an example, last year, two off years in Dallas, where I believe he had something like 26 points, 15 even strength points. And what happened last year when he came to Toronto? A, he was kind of slapped in the face when he got here by, we won't say his name, but 18 even strength points, an increase by three in 18 less games. I mean, 
maybe coming back to the team that they cheered with for when they were young. Uh, Simmons was a Red Wings fan. Don't care. Anyways, coming back home, eh, not home. Thornton was from St. Thomas. Who cares? Maybe coming to the blue and white and playing for a championship, unlike what Thornton and Simmons did last year. We'll give them some juice. We'll give them some life. A change of scenery, change of line mates could really be a big help. I mean, these guys aren't that far separated from good seasons. Why is it so out of this world that Kyle Dubas brought them in to actually be good depth options for the Toronto Maple Leafs and not just for their leadership? Yes, they do add some character. Yes, they do add some juice. Yes, they do add a little bit of je ne sais quoi to that locker room. But that's not the only reason why they're there. It's an it's an it's a nice add-on. I'm sure if you send Joe Thornton to Ottawa right now, he's not going to all of a sudden flip that team upside down and they're going to be a, a, they're going to walk and talk like winners and be winning or Detroit send them to Detroit and they're going to all of a sudden be puffing their chest yeah we're winning the Stanley Cup and be playing like a whole different team no be a good addition still need more that's what I feel like it was with I mean you add a little bit of juice to the locker room it's a good thing but I don't think to criticize Tavares's leadership based off of nothing is ridiculous and also to say that these were Shanahan's moves is ridiculous too. There's no source on that. Kyle Dubas actually was inquiring about Zach Bogosian and Joe Thornton last year. Not sure about Wade and Simmons, but he was inquiring about those two players last year. If he acquired them last year, is that all of a sudden? Oh, that's Shanahan's moves right there. There's no evidence of that. That's totally ridiculous. It's only Shanahan's moves when it appeals to the Boomer Leafs crowd. Makes no sense to me. But anyways... I will be keeping a close eye on Joe Thornton. I believe he plays Friday at 145 for Davos again. His first game, I believe he picked up a secondary assist. It was like a blowout of 8-2. I watched the third period, and you know what? He looked all right, so I'm going to keep a close eye on him. But my final thoughts, Tavar, uh, Thornton, good signing. Adds, adds something to that team. Tavares, a good captain close that out so what are the lines gonna look like played this before we'll continue to play with this because who knows when the season's gonna start i think that first line is gonna be hyman matthews marner on an everyday basis hyman matthews marner second line maybe some nylander Tavares, mikhaev but then after that second line is where you can dream big we don't know what's going on there Maybe it's I've written down. Okay, Robertson, Kerfoot, VC. Sure. It could also be you could also move Robertson one line up and then drop Mikheyev and do Mikheyev, Kerfoot, VC. That could make sense. You could possibly do what they did last year in a nice little Engval, Kerfoot, Mikheyev. That could work too. Uh, you could throw Simmons in there as well. You can throw Thornton on that line as well. But. For the purposes of what I have it right now, I have Robertson, Kerfoot, VC, and then fourth line, Engvall, Thornton, Spezza. Um, I really, really don't think that Simmons, Simmons, Thornton, Spezza could be a good line simply because it would be a little bit too slow. Uh, I like that injection of speed with Engvall and putting Engvall with either Thornton and Spezza or Thornton and Simmons or whoever. But 
it is kind of clear right now. We have too many players. There's too many. I mean, unless you take out Robertson and Engvall, I would like to see that. But there's, there's and then on top of this, I didn't even mention they have Barabanov and Mount Dennis Malgin signed. So I think Dubis is preparing for having a taxi squad for the Toronto Maple Leafs and having carrying more than what the original allotment was. But, you know, I mean, that's a good move. It's smart. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But until the start of the season, I'm going to continue playing with these lines. At one point, I, I, I threw it on Twitter. Uh, but what if they did, you know, same thing that they did in game five, nice little Tavares, Matthews, Marner, maybe second line, sprinkle in some Nylander, Thornton, um, Mikheyev, or Nylander, Hyman, uh, Hyman, Thornton, Nylander, something like that, something, something on that. I think that could be a little bit of fun there. And then the defense, we still got some playing around to do, but maybe some Riley Brody, Muzzin Brody, who knows, Muzzin Hole, Riley Hole, either or, and then Letton in, and then Dermot. And then the extras being Sandine, Bogosian, Marinson, Logren, and all of that. So, in my opinion, it's a pretty good lineup. Um, we brought in, we yes, we brought in some guys that weren't stupendous last year but we're not this is not you're not picking oh are we putting Simmons second line or are we putting Thornton first line these are depth options this is depth it's not it's not bad it's not bad to have too many NHLers on your team I don't think that's a bad thing at all and I think that's what they've got here and it's, it's a good thing and this is a this is a very strong roster and I like it better than last year's team to be, because to be quite honest, last year's team lacked a lot of consistency and getting a lot out of the third line and the out of the depth players, especially in the playoffs. Especially in the playoffs. That third line and that second line were completely invisible in game five. We just like first game, they where were they other than that one Robertson chance? I just I, I just wasn't really too happy with them. And I think with the addition of VC, I think with the addition of Thornton and even Simmons, you've really kind of helped yourself there. So, happy. Uh, let's get into a little bit of Around the Bird app. And I'll save the, the big one from uh, yesterday for a little bit. But... The first one I want to get into was that guy. Um, he was on Vancouver's Sportsnet Radio, and he was saying, "What does uh, the Leafs bringing in uh, Thornton say about John Tavares's leadership?" And in my opinion, it says nothing. As I as I said before. It, it doesn't say anything to me. Yes, Joe Thornton is the always the big dog around the league. Everyone knows him. When when he walks in the room, ears perk up. And then oh, before Kyle Dubas said, we need some character. Okay, but 
is John Tavares the babysitter of all these players? Again, as I said, they brought Thornton in to play hockey. The leadership is a secondary thing. So, that that to me was just a very dumb, dumb brains comment. You're you're looking at it completely wrong. And focus on the Canucks, bud. How about that? Um, second really stupid tweet that I saw was one saying that so Leafs fans criticize having Carey Prost, uh, the Montreal Canadiens having Carey Price and Shea Weber on the roster, but then love the move suddenly of bringing in all these old guys. Well, yes, we didn't sign all these old guys to 10.5 by 8 years, and then 7.5, is it, until your knees fall off with Shea Weber? It just, you're, you're comparing two way different things. But be more blind. I, I dare you. Be more blind. But... The creme de la creme to all of this, and I'm going to pull it up so that I do not take it out of context and I do not misspeak on this, because this one was, this was a really bad one. (laughs) Anthony Stewart last night, it was in reply to a J.D. Bunkus tweet. Where JD Bunkus said, Mikheyev at 1.65 over the next two years versus Kapanen at 3.2 is an absolute no brainer. It is. Mikheyev was a much better player than Kasperi Kapanen was last year. He was much more consistent. Like, it's, it was, Mikheyev was way better, and Kapanen was getting paid almost double what he was. So, yeah, I agree with that tweet totally. Anthony Stewart chimes in. Anthony Stewart, Dr. Bad Takes, seems like who seems like he does it on purpose. With Kapanen at 3.2, greater than Nylander at 6.9 with the ability to lock in true number one right D. And then a little gif. That's better. Thank you. That is one of the stupidest tweets I've ever seen in my life. Nylander and Kapanen A aren't in the same stratosphere. Let's just start with that. Nylander is a far better player. Kapanen is a very skilled player. However, he doesn't know what he's doing out there on the ice. He doesn't know where he's shooting. He doesn't know where to skate. He doesn't know what he's doing without the puck. And seemingly at times he doesn't know what to do with the puck other than button hook and score skate really, really fast and straight. Other than that, when it involves some turning and such, he, he, he runs out of knowing what to do. He, he doesn't know what to do. So, and on top of that, comparing the contracts, congratulations. Kapanen's is up at 21 in 21-22, which is two seasons. It's going to be, I think, an RFA. Nylander's is up in 23-24. So, yeah, two more years of Nylander at that. Locked in. Whereas Kapanen, presumably, with how much you like him, you're going to have to pay him even more. So you're not really getting them at 3.2. Just a really, really stupid tweet. And the ability to get a true number one. But what's really funny about this tweet is that they traded Kapanen and then used the cap space. Traded Kapanen for a first and a good prospect. And then used the cap space to sign a number one right D in TJ Brody. There's just so much wrong with this tweet. It is so nearsighted. It is so blind that it's incredible. And then 
Mike Zigaman is saying Stewie thinks Kapanen is better than Nylander. I don't know. Zigaman is kind of stupid, so who cares? Um, anyways, but I just thought that one was mind blowing. And then he got completely roasted on this. Uh, Jack Han, I really want to go over this. He was going after him. And then Stewart's only response was, oh, you uh, you don't have a hockey DB, pretty much. Whereas Jack Ann just threw up his Elite Prospects coaching profile. So, nice. Good swing and a miss. So, just because we work for sports, and that doesn't mean, doesn't mean you're able to convey some smart things, clearly. But, anywho, I think that pretty much covers everything that I wanted to talk about today. In short, Dell, good signing. Mikheyev, good signing. Thornton, good signing. Lineup, looks pretty good. Uh, Next episode, I do want to take a look at the 17 Canadian Conference and how interesting that will be and what I think of each of the teams and what, uh, what we could see in this one. If I missed anything, let me know. If you want me to discuss anything, let me know. Kind of kind of rambled on this episode, but it's good, good energy. I hope it wakes you up. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening.